friends, and welcome to The Chris Show. I want to start off, so I started this podcast, well, it's, I've been mulling it over for a while, but I officially launched it last week, and, well, I published two episodes, and then I think I published them on Thursday, and then I told people about it on Friday. Um, and I just want to say I have so much love and so much gratitude in my heart for all of you who are choosing to spend your time listening to me, even if you're not listening and like hanging on to every word that I say, you're still here and I just love you for it and I appreciate it so much and appreciate everybody who sent like kind words and texts and just nice thing, Instagram messages, DMs whatever you want to call them. Anyway, it was very kind and I'm very grateful. So thank you. I love you all. And now we're going to move on. Anyway, let's see what else is going on in the world right now. Guys, today was the Boston Marathon and I actually knew two people who ran it today. Shout out to Paige and Jenny. And I, I just am in awe of people who can run marathons. I consider myself a runner. I actually, I consider myself a recovering cardio junkie. Here's the thing. I have spent most of my life chasing after an aesthetic. And as a product of the 90s, I was under the mindset of in order to look a certain way, you needed to eat less and run more. Now, guys, I have repented. I have learned a lot. And I'm realizing that that is not the way to get the aesthetic that I am chasing. Um, but that being said, I ran for that for so long that I learned to like running. I did not always like running. When I was younger, I hated running. Actually, when I was getting started running, I remember I was living... Was I living? No, I think I was in college still. And I was visiting my family in California. We were all there. And... My little brothers have, they are athletic and have played sports. And the brother who is just younger than me, he's 15 months younger than me. And I remember going for a run and he came with me and I'm running as you know, this is my exercise. We're going up and down hills. He is running next to me, running. He's like jogging. And while he's doing so, he is eating a muffin. Like, to add insult to injury while I'm huffing and puffing, he's just nonchalantly snacking while he's on this delightful little jog up and down these vicious hills. Anyway, guess what? He threw up after, and I didn't feel bad for him. So, I was not always a runner. I used to hate it. I got into it, and I just did it enough that I just loved it, and I realized the effect that it had on... I mean, on my mental health. Elle Woods was not kidding when she says, exercise gives you endorphins, endorphins make you happy, and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. Don't worry, Darren is very safe. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm a very happy person. Anyway, I don't know why I went down that tangent. But, so, I was not always a runner. Now, I consider myself to be a runner. I do really, I have found joy in lifting weights and all that stuff, but, um, I enjoy running, and I have run a handful of half marathons. People have asked me if I would ever run a full marathon or if I run full marathons, and I'm like, mm, I'm only half crazy, not full crazy. 
So for those of you who are full crazy, I do have a lot of friends who are full crazy and you guys are awesome. I respect and admire you. I think the only place that I could run 26.2 miles, I can't tell you how what that is in kilometers. I'm sorry, I'm failing all of my Canadian runner friends, but 26.2 miles, I could do it in Disney World. I think if I were surrounded by happiness and magic and if I knew that I was going to get to go ride Expedition Everest after I was done, uh, then I would, I think then I could run the 26.2 miles. And I wouldn't do it for time. I wouldn't try to beat anybody. It would just be to say that I did it. So I'm going to say that now. I'm a little worried that somebody might take me up on that and be like, hey, Chris, do you want to go run the Disney World Marathon with me? And I feel now that I have announced this to the podcast world, I would have to say yes. So we will see how that plays out. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I could do a lot of things in Disney. Like there's just some magic. I'm not alone in thinking this. I can't... I. I feel like sometimes I have this ownership over Disney and my Disney fandom, but I realize that so many people feel the exact same way that I do, and it is a brilliant and beautiful thing, and there's a reason that it is as magical as it is. I actually, one of my friends, um, they ran the Disney World Half Marathon this last year, and I think, judging by her Instagram, I'm pretty sure she rode Expedition Everest in the middle of the marathon, which makes me, you know what, which makes me even more think that I could run that. If I get to ride rides in the middle, one time, little story, I ran, when I was living in California, um, I ran the Disneyland 5K. These races fill up ridiculously fast. You have to be on it in order to get into these races. Um, and I, it was a last, not a last minute thing, but me and my friend decided that we were going to run the 5k, um, because the half was full and blah, blah, blah. So uh, we get there, we had to get there at like, I don't know, three something in the morning. And when we got there, it was, I mean, it was dark. It was cold. I, it was, it was cold for California. Now, after having lived in Canada for however many years, I realized that that was straight up balmy. I recognize that, okay? I recognize the privilege that I had of living in California where, you know, 50 degrees is cold. And here, I think it's, is it 50? It's 53 right now. And it's like summer. It's not summer. I haven't acclimated that much, but Anyway, it was chilly, but we ran, and we ran, like, all through the park, all through Disneyland. We ran backstage, so behind, like, in places that you don't usually get to see. We went through, what's it called, one of the, like, parade garages where they keep all of the floats for the parades and a bunch of decorations. Anyway, there were Disney characters out, and it's just, it was, it was you didn't realize that you were running because it was like you were just quickly going through the whole park, which is how I kind of do Disneyland. Anyway, if you ever go to Disneyland with me, just wear your tennis shoes and be prepared to keep up. So we were running this race 
And it was like, there was Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy and princesses. And uh, yeah, why was I telling you this? Just that it's a great experience. And if that's anything like what the Disney World marathon is like, I could do it. I think that that's, I think that was my only point, my only point in telling that story. So with that, good job, all you runners out there. And we're moving on. Other thing for today. This is a little confession that I have. Uh, so I, I watch Kelly and Ryan. If anybody else, anybody else watch morning talk shows, I love them. And my favorite part is the host chat. I also kind of like it when they have guests on that are really just, you know, there are some celebrities. They could be, they could be phenomenal actors and just be really great at that. But you get them being themselves on a soundstage with people interviewing them, talking to them, asking them questions, and they're just not engaging at all. And I find that really entertaining because then you can just see the hosts go, oh, we got to, we got to work for this. We got to find, it's like watching a bad first date where one person just is not given, given anything. Like they are stone faced, not talking. It's like pulling teeth to get them to answer questions with more than one word. And so anyway, that is also another part of these morning talk shows that I like. But I have been watching, I watch Live with Kelly and Ryan. And uh, last Friday was Ryan Seacrest's last day on Live with Kelly and Ryan. And I watched that episode today because, yes, I record them. And then I watch them while I'm on my treadmill. Um, and you guys, my, this, here's my confession. I got emotional as they were doing this farewell to Ryan Seacrest, who I have never met in my life. Um, who I don't even think I follow him on Instagram. I just have watched him on this morning talk show. And I would listen to him as a radio personality when I lived in California. But they were doing this montage and talking about how wonderful he is. And I started to tear up a little bit. And I had to do a little check-in with myself. of Like, Chris, wh why? Is there some underlying issue? Is there something you're not telling me? Like, do we need to... Is, is there... Is your period coming? No, it just ended. We're good. Um... Like, what? Why are you feeling so emotional? Anyway, and I realized this is this is what it is. This is my deep emotional connection with Ryan Seacrest. Is that he started um, on this show in 2017, which is right before I had Hayden. And so Ryan Seacrest and, and Kelly, I do love Kelly, Ryan Seacrest and Kelly Ripa have seen me through early mornings with my babies. They have seen me through, I mean, late nights where I have nothing else to watch. And so I watch recordings of Kelly and Ryan. And they have seen me through, you know, being on my treadmill for hours because it's cold outside and I can't go outside and do anything and I need to exercise and I need to work out. And they've just... They've been there for my entire motherhood. And so 
it's kind of like, okay, this is, I'm trying to think of what to relate it to. And it's just, I think it just kind of feels like one of the ways that is being manifest that my babies are getting older. I don't know. It's really hard to put into words, but I just, I thank you, Ryan Seacrest. That's, that's, that's where I'm going to go with this is that sometimes you just have those people that you feel like you know them and you feel like they know you, even though they've never, they have no idea who you are, but you feel like you're really good friends. And that's kind of how I felt about Ryan Seacrest. And now he is, he is gone. He will come back, I'm sure. And he's not, obviously, he's still doing lots of other things. When I see, Darren really likes to find out the net worth of various celebrities. It's usually celebrities. Athletes, whatever. Um, And I always, Ryan Seacrest is like my benchmark of like, oh, they're not Ryan Seacrest rich. Or, oh, they got Ryan Seacrest money. That's kind of my gauge for if you've arrived, is if you, <laughs> I say that. According to Google, he is worth like $400 million. He discovered the Kardashians. Did you know that? Um, and he just, he just has his hands in everything. And so he's, he's Darren's bench, or he's my benchmark when Darren's like looking up net worth of celebrities. I was like, well, well. He's just, he's small news compared to Ryan Seacrest. So anyway, but swinging back around, just sometimes you just have those people in your life and it's like at the end of, at the end of an era and now Kelly's husband, Mark Consuelos, is going to be her co-anchor on this show. And I kind of have mixed feelings about that because he's... He's joined in to co-host a couple times, and it's been playful banter, but I don't know. It's like they live together. They know each other so well. They see each other all the time. I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, uh, I have never done a talk show with Darren. Um, that would be interesting. I, on, I wonder what it would take to get him to come on the podcast. If I did that, I feel like I would have to also do some kind of video recording of it because he would make really funny facial expressions and he would say, he says things really quietly and just under his breath that are really funny. Usually he's poking fun at me, Um, but you have to like really listen to what he's saying. Yeah, he'd be, he would be, he'd be funny to have on here. I'd have to crank his mic up though so that you could hear it. And then you'd also just get to listen to him poke fun at me. But that's an idea. There was one time that I did work with Darren. So I've mentioned before, Darren is an optometrist. He's an eye doctor. And when I first moved to Canada, I came here on um, a visa, like a visitor visa. And I was waiting for my permanent residency to come through. And until then, I couldn't work. I couldn't go to school. I was, it was, we'll talk about that a different time. But two and a half years is what it took me to get permanent residency. And so by the time I got that, I was, um, I, I think it was barely pregnant with Hayden. Anyway, so I 
wasn't really going to get a career, like full-time job. So I worked for Darren's brother for a little bit and then Darren, it got to be summertime. It was busy season for him and he needed some extra help. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll just go work for Darren. And so I did the pre-testing. I did front office stuff. And, um, uh, there are some couples who work really well together. And I hope that Kelly and Mark are one of those couples. And then there are other couples who it's just better when they don't. Darren and I never really butted heads at work, but in my mind, I think this is what happened was that like Darren's the boss, but I'm his boss, right? And it was hard to separate that, if that makes sense. For example, we would be there and he has his he has his schedule of patients, right? And he'll see however many patients an hour, but he also has a little bit of time blocked off where he gets a break to, I don't know, think, breathe, whatever, scroll the Instagram, whatever he does in these little breaks. But when I was there and I was answering the phone uh, and scheduling appointments and things like that, in my mind, the more patients he saw, the more money went into my Target fund. And I like me some Target. Uh, side note, we don't have Target in Canada. We used to but they couldn't get the same deals and the same products as they did in the United States. And they closed shortly thereafter. It's a whole, anyway, I'm still mourning that side note. So I love Target. And so I saw more patients meant more money that I got to spend at Target. So I started to take out these little breaks and just put patients in there and put patients in there or it'd be the end of the day and we'd get a walk-in and Darren's ready to go home. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. He can see you. Oh, he can see it. Fine. Give him to Darren. Give him to Darren. And um, yeah, I did. I worked for him. I, I did not work for him long uh, because it was summertime and I had a baby in July and obviously did not work after that. Um, and Darren, he's he's so good. You guys, I love I love my husband. Um, and he was so good. He never he never said anything about it. He just suffered in silence. But I think, and if he were here, he would make one of these little faces telling me that I am speaking truth, that he was quite relieved when I was done and that uh, I was no longer going to be overfilling his schedule for him just so that I could go to America and spend copious amounts of money. So some couples work really well together. Some couples don't. And some couples just shouldn't. So that's my story. I think it also um, caused him some stress that while I was working for him, while I was pregnant, I did uh, pass out slash come really close to passing out a time or two. That's a story for another time. Um, so I think that's another reason why he was really glad when I was done. And also just when I was no longer pregnant and I... Oh, Shocker, suddenly didn't feel like passing out all the time, but it's a whole thing. We'll get into that another time. I am out of time, you guys. I got to go mom, as I'm sure some of you also have to do, but thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. I love you. Bye.
Okay, I had to get back on here. I just listened to the ending where I said, love you, bye. And it sounded really insincere. Just so you know, I really do love you. That is sincere. Okay, bye. <laughs>